Well, good morning, everyone. It's good to be back. Uh, it's always funny to me, not funny. Well, funny, I guess. Uh, each time, you know, I usually go for an uh, extended period of time, uh, sometime in the summer. Whenever I come back, uh, uh, there's always people who started coming right when I left. I don't know if intentionally they do that, but uh, when I come back, you know, they're like, oh, that's, that's the lead pastor. So if you're one of those people, uh, be sure to come up and say hi afterwards. Uh, let me I uh, just get to meet you, but yeah, I'm Mark, and um, I'm the lead pastor here, and uh, it's really nice to be back. Uh, it's kind of funny, while I've been gone, a whole bunch of different stuff has happened. Uh, I mean, Michael and, and Ferris passed on, uh, Iran is in shambles, uh, Kim Jong-il, uh, North Korea is threatening to... to uh, wipe us off the map and probably the, the the hardest one to swallow is John and Kate have split up <laughs> so well I'm back and you know and uh, hopefully we get things back to normal you know and uh, who knows maybe uh, uh, John and Kate will get back together or maybe Kate will hook up with Kim Jong-il, or who knows? I, I don't know. I mean, isn't that the great thing about life is, you know, you just never know what is going to happen. And uh, so I've been, I've been out of pocket for the past few weeks, and um, uh, Trace has been in Europe, who usually updates our podcast, so I haven't had the benefit of uh, learning along with you guys. I usually listen to the podcasts uh, while I'm away, but I didn't get to do that. So I've asked Pastor Dan to to come up and uh, kind of recap where we've been and, and where, well, I guess I can take it where we're going, but uh, so, hey. Hey. So what's been going on the past three weeks? I mean, I know about, you know, John and Kate plus eight. Yeah, we haven't but, been talking about them at all. Really? No, not uh -oh. really. Oh, okay. Well, it's a good thing I'm back. You know, keep <laughs> keep you guys up to date with the smut and the gossip. <laughs> well, welcome back. You know, um, we've been continuing the series that you kicked off for us. Together, we can. We can. We can. Together. Yes, together yeah. we can. And so, uh, <laughs> Pastor Eric talked about blessing. You know, the nefesh blessing the first week after you're gone, and just how we how we share. Um, who we are and who is who God has made us to be, um, everything from our from our status to our to our possessions, and really uh, seeking to give that back to God. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Eric shared a really cool story about how his dad, you know, just gave him a nefesh blessing of being able to just say, "Hey, son, you know, I'm proud of who you are and who you've become, uh, and who God has created you to be." And uh, put all of my, my personal, you know, uh, things that I was trying to live vicariously through you, you know, um, no, you're good enough. You're, I'm really proud of, of what you've done with your life. So cool. talked about blessing. And then uh, the next week that just kind of flowed right into identity because um, Eric made this really profound statement of, of blessing and identity precede activity, you know, what we do. And so we just went into identity, just kind of picking up the ball and talking about who we are and what makes us who we are. Um, is it the list? You know, uh, a lot of times we ask people, hey, who are you? And they tell us, you know, what they do. 
Um, and so we talked about what is it that really defines us and, um, and where we get, you know, our, our source of, of worth and value. Um, and we had this kind of crazy quote from Pascal where he was talking about how a lot of times we're, we're not content with who we are and who God has created us to be, but we'd rather actually live vicariously in the imaginations of other people. And so we do things a lot of times when we find our identity in how other people view us living to, and that brings up the conflict of, of pleasing God or pleasing man, you know. Um, and so that flowed right into last week, which was conflict, you know, where, where something or someone um, clashes with what I believe. Um, and so we began to talk about those things, and uh, we came up with uh, about six different things that we needed to do to deal with conflict um, and, and really trying to get through the motive of, uh, of pleasing God um, and not living to please man. And so we, we talked about trusting God's sovereignty and his provisions, seeking peace and reconciliation, giving and receiving forgiveness, which you're going to talk about today, right? I am. I'm picking up on that. Um, speaking truth in love with humility, and then the two that we were all kind of like, yeah, those are impossible, you know. Pray for those who spitefully use you and bless those who persecute you. You know, these really, really hard so things. So six really easy. Oh, yeah, there's nothing to it. Knock yeah. it out. So we got that yeah. behind us. So we got that. Everybody's good. Out. I think you're going to find we're a really healthy community now. We all love each other. There's no conflict anymore. We kind of resolved it all last week. Outstanding. Well, good. Well, thank you very much. All right. Oh, oh yeah, I got a big announcement today, oh, yeah. too. Forgive me. You're forgiven. Thank you. See how easy uh, that is? That is easy. Uh, for those of you who've been around um, for a long time, uh, you've, you've seen Dan, well, you've seen our church grow, and you've seen uh, Dan uh, be around here. Uh, Dan and Renee, uh, free kids, right? Free kids. Yeah, free kids. It was just, I was going to say, and the kids, but they, they weren't around. So uh, we're attending and serving at E3, and uh, we saw that, uh, our community saw that Dan really had a pastor's heart, so he became a volunteer pastor um, for a year, couple years or so. I don't know. I'm not good with, like, time frame, but yeah, some period two and of and time. Years. Two and a half years. Yeah. And uh, our community grew enough to be able to uh, uh, bring you on part-time, kind of comp- or start compensating yeah. you for... January uh, last year. Yeah, and you kind of brought back your business and everything, and yeah. they don't care about the dates. <laughs> If they cared about I'm details, sorry. they wouldn't go here. <laughs> so that's, 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 and um, uh, and then because of your generosity and just uh, God's faithfulness to this church, uh, uh, we have been able to uh, bring on Dan full time. Well, he's been full time, but now we get to pay him for full time work. So we're very awesome. excited about yeah. that. Yeah. That's really exciting. I, I really, I really love you guys, and uh, it's it's good to be able to move into a season. Uh, it's a blessing not only to me but also to my family, just to be able to have that single-mindedness of being able to focus on on you and and working with you, um, and uh, not having to run a business on the side uh, and do those kinds of things. And in the interim here, um, you know, we also have the transition of. This is actually Ashley's last Sunday as director of children and families, and that falls under my scope of responsibility. So I get to be the next director of children and families here for, uh, for the next 
who knows how long, uh, next few weeks, a uh, few months, we'll, whatever the Lord provides until we, we get a new person in that position. In, in my understanding, uh, that process has been going forward. Yeah. And we have really two highly qualified Absolutely. candidates that I'm going to really be talking excited. to this week. Good. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about that, too. So, very cool. Well, thank you very much. I'm off to you three kids. Thank you. Take your stool. Thank you. All right. So, uh, I just when I, when I heard that Dan was going to uh, be speaking on conflict, I just figured, okay, well, what's a, what's a logical step out of, of conflict? And that would be forgiveness. Now, Forgiveness is one of those things that we all kind of know we should do and feel that we should do, but quite honestly, a lot of times we just don't do it. We just we want to hold on to these hurts and, and these pains and, and different things like that. It was kind of interesting. We were talking about this while I was in uh, school back in Portland uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, Len Sweet, who is... Uh, my uh, professor and the mentor of the program, uh, he, was, he was talking and he was talking about uh, how so many of us, we like to talk about justice and, and justice issues and bringing justice and things. He said, really? We don't want justice. We really want mercy. And, and I started thinking about that and uh, it, it's kind of interesting being in uh, uh, a program, again, back in school after all these years is different than it used to be. Uh, all the students, we sit there and we're all on the internet. We all have our laptops uh, open. So uh, it's, it's very ADD, which I fit in really well. You know, you can pay attention to this and everybody is IMing each other and Twittering and, and on Facebook and all these kind of different things. And I thought, well, I'm going to ask the question um, uh, on Facebook, just on my, on my uh, profile, what, which would you rather have, mercy or justice and and it was kind of interesting those who responded this was back on june 4th uh uh eric graves who's an old friend he just wrote false choice uh john eaton said this said mercy as long as i we have the ability to acknowledge it as such a uh, friend from high school uh uh, Peter Yu, he said this, I've been given mercy and I am grateful for it. Lindsay Shaw, who goes here, mercy, Lord knows I need it more. Doc Viker, who, who goes here, uh, I like his, he says, justice, swift and severe. <laughs> Unless I've really messed up and then I want mercy. <laughs> uh, David Money, uh, he wrote, Jersey. So, he, you know, he wants them both in Jersey. I thought that was pretty funny. And then Hayes, uh, husband of Margot, uh, I thought he had the most honest answer. And this is what he said. He said, mercy for myself, justice for everyone else. 
And I, 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 I respect that and understand that. I know he's probably trying to be humorous, but I think there's truth in, in all, all humor, um, or at least an element. That's what that makes it kind of funny. It's true. I think if we were quiet and we were vulnerable enough with ourselves and gave ourselves permission to be honest about, about how we really feel about, about forgiveness and mercy and justice, that I think that we would have to agree with Hayes when, when he says, look, I want mercy for myself, but I want justice for everyone else. Now, there's a lot of misconceptions about, about forgiveness. And forgiveness is one of these things, especially those of us who are followers of Christ, that it's a real kind of difficult issue for us. We know that God forgave us for our sins. We know that Christ died on the cross for us. But we also wonder, you know, how, how, do, we, how do we actually live out this idea of forgiveness and mercy? How does, how does that play out in our everyday lives? And I think that this is something that is really, really difficult. And a lot of times we think and we're, we're given like, oh, you must just forgive. You must forgive everyone. And in our minds or the way it's been explained to us many times is forgiveness is this kind of also forgetfulness. That, that, that we forgive and then we just get trampled on again and again and again. And in Matthew 18, uh, Jesus is talking about this. And, and in the context of it, he had just finished talking about conflict and somebody sinning against you and how to deal with this conflict. And it's very interesting to me, right after he talks about conflict and, and, and bringing accountability to somebody hurting you, he launches right into another parable after Peter tells him this. And you may want to open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 18, and we're going to be starting in verse 21. After hearing all about this conflict and how to resolve conflict, then Peter came to him and asked, Lord... How often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? You see, Peter here is being extremely generous. The the current rabbinic teaching of that time in the first century was, hey, you know what? I'll forgive you three times, three strikes, and you are out. That is just, that's all you get. But And he was saying, Jesus, check out. How holy I am. How, how pious I am. I'm going to double it plus one. You know, three is a magic number. Also, it's a spiritual number. But seven is also this perfect number. So he's going up, and I don't, I, I'm not Peter. I don't know his mindset, but just kind of understanding his character a little bit just from my readings of uh, him in Scripture. I think he was kind of trying to make himself look big in front of Jesus and say, look, hey, all is kind of required of me is a three. I'm going to do the seven. What do you think about that, Jesus? I'm pretty cool, huh? And Jesus says, no. No. You must forgive somebody 70 times seven. 70 times seven. Now, for those of you who are trying to work out how many times that is in your head, that's 490 times. 
And this leads me uh, to a question that I'm often asked. People ask me all the time, Mark, do you take the Bible literally or figuratively? And I say, well, I take the literal parts literally, and I take the figurative parts figuratively. Try saying that five times fast. (laughs) You know what? Jesus is not here literally saying, keep a checklist, and at 491, you get to look at the person and say, good night now. (laughs) I no longer have to forgive you. Ha ha. No, he's trying to convey an idea that we forgive, we have an open forgiveness policy. But then you're saying, well, he just talked about how to reserve conf- or how to resolve conflict and bring an accountability to a situation. And this is why many times in Scripture, when people just take one little piece out of Scripture or one parable, that you can come up with some really funky theology or funky doctrine. You see, if you take it in its entirety, you start to understand that there's forgiveness, but there's also accountability. And these work hand in hand. You see, you can forgive somebody, but also not put yourself in, a, uh, in the position to be hurt like that again. You can fully biblically forgive somebody entirely, but not open yourself up to them harming you or your family again. If, uh, God forbid, uh, uh, somebody harmed one of, your, one of your children and they went to prison, it is possible to forgive that person wholly and, and to release that resentment and to release your hold on them or your perceived hold on them. But also, Scripture talks about being wise and you don't, that wouldn't necessarily mean if that person got out of jail that, that you would allow your child or yourself to be put in that situation again. From my personal life, I had a very dear close friend um, in California who I used to fish with all the time. And he had a very uh, abusive personality and had many different issues and uh, I tried to love him and I forgave him again and again and again, 490 times to be exact. And, uh, and, and he did something abusive again. I don't even remember what it is. And I, and I sat down with him in, in all love that, that, that I, could, I could bring up. And, and I said, hey, you know what? You need help. And there's something really sideways here that that you keep perpetually doing these kind of abuse patterns and I want to be your friend and I want to work with you through this but it's time that you get some professional help and if you get professional help that I'm going to be with you through the thick and thin to 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 get through this and unfortunately he chose not to get professional help in fact uh he started to ramp up even more of his, his abuse nature and, and things like that. And at that point, I had to say, you know what? I'll be here for you, and I forgive you for all of those things, which I truly have. I hold no malice or ill will. 
but I cannot allow you to hurt me or my family anymore in, in these ways. And that, at that point, was the, the, the best thing that I feel under what God has envisioned for my life that, that I could do. Sometimes you can forgive, but you need to separate just to put it in kind of an absurd kind of, uh, uh, kind of example. What if every time I saw you on the street, I punched you in the face? No reason, just did it. Well, you know, I punch you in the face, and maybe the first time you say, you know, you punched me in the face, and I didn't like it, but I forgive you. Cool, thank you. Next time I see you, I punch you in the face again. You maybe, you forgive me again. <laughs> and then the next time, I bet you that you see me coming and maybe you walk to the other side of the street or in another aisle of Walmart or something like that. Now, is it possible that you had truly forgiven me for punching you in the face? Every time that I saw you, while also removing yourself from a harmful situation? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I wanted to bring that context because, you know what? To be honest with you, some of us have had things done to us that's much worse than a punch in the face. And I do not want to minimize those of us who have had deep hurt and deep pain delivered to us or our family or our children. That's not the intent. The intent here is to really understand what God's vision is for our life and how to really understand this thing of forgiveness and why it's such a central tenet of our faith. So Jesus goes in after him saying 70 times 7 and he starts a parable in verse 23 he says for this reason the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him in the process one of his debtors was bought, brought in who owned him millions millions of dollars he couldn't pay, so the king ordered that he, his wife, his children, and everything he had be sold to pay the debt. But the man fell down before the king and begged him, Oh, sir, be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then the king was filled with pity for him and released him and forgave his debt. Here we have a guy who was in millions of dollars of debt. And under the justice, under the law of the day, if you were in debt, you had to pay. And if you could not pay, you would be sold into slavery. Your family would be sold into slavery. And all your stuff would be sold to satisfy that debt. That was justice. That was the law. And this guy said, no, I don't want justice. I want mercy. Have mercy on me and my family. Let me continue to try to pay you. 
And the master at that point says, you know what? I release you from all of it. I forgive you from your debt. And at this point, you know, the, the good-naturedness of us and the wanting to hope for the best, we would think, you know, if it was us, we would be so overjoyed that we have been forgiven of millions of dollars. That, that you know what, we weren't going to be sold into slavery. And even better yet, our, our spouse and our children weren't going to be sold into slavery because of our mismanagement and us being in debt. You'd think you'd be overjoyed and that, that joy would overflow to all other people. And we think that that's kind of how the story should go. But Jesus, being a realist in his story, his parable that he's telling, actually starts telling it actually how it probably does and has played out. Verse 28, But when the man left the king... He went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars, grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. The fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient and I will pay it. He pleaded, but his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and jailed until the debt could be paid in full. In fact, in the Greek, said that he was actually given over to the torturers. You see, in that time period, a debtor would go to prison. It, they would get their money because you're probably wondering, well, what if he goes to prison? How is he ever going to pay back the debt? This is what it would happen. You would get thrown into prisoner, prison to the torturers, and they would start torturing you. And hopefully by torturing you, your family would be so distressed that they would go out and raise the money to pay back the debt. So this guy wasn't sold into slavery, that he was thrown into prison, given to the torturers with the hope that with enough torture that enough of his loved ones would pay back the debt of a few thousand dollars when he had just walked out the door and been forgiven from millions. Verse 31, when some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him what had happened. Then the king called to the man he had forgiven and said, You evil, evil servant, I forgive you that tremendous, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servants just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison until he had paid every penny. And then Jesus puts this last line. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters in your heart. Tough, tough words, especially for those of us who have been dealt deep, deep pain. But the truth is about forgiveness, forgiving others, is that this pain and this, this hurt and this resentment 
that we hold inside of us, it really only hurts ourselves. That it's like a cancer in our soul that, that, that is ravaging our spirit and our body and it takes up our mind time. And for some reason, we know it's not true, but we think in our minds, if I just hate enough, if I just send out bad thoughts toward that person enough, they will surely pay. Maybe they'll get hit by lightning or get a speeding ticket or something will bad happen to me that, that I'm going to muster all I have inside me. But the truth is that all that does is destroy you. There's a show, it's called The Unusuals. And uh, I try to catch it um, every so often on, online. It's, it's an unusual uh, cop show. And in this cop show, they have this uh, one cop, and he's a Jesus freak. I mean, just a real stereotypical Jesus guy, you know, he wouldn't be a guy you would want to have a beer with. He's not a guy that you would want to hang out with at all. He's just kind of this over-the-top, you know, uh, stereotype uh, kind of Christian cop guy, and they all kind of make fun of him and stuff like that. And in the show, uh, there was this guy had set up this apology line. And basically what you would do is you would, you would call this apology line and you would apologize to this answering machine for the things that, that you had done and that you would feel better about yourself. And a crime had been committed that revolved around this. And one, one, one person who had called the apology line, he sat down with her and he said, you know what? Some people apologize or ask forgiveness from God when they've done something wrong. And she looked at him and she said, it's not God who we hurt. We hurt each other. Now, that's true in part, but not necessarily in total. You know, we do hurt each other. But I don't know if you've ever experienced pain because one of your loved ones have experienced pain. Every parent knows what I'm talking about. When something happens to your child, you feel that pain probably deeper than, than they feel it. Maybe you've had a loved one who was hurt or abused or something. And you just you feel that pain, that, that grieving. You know, the whole thing about being a follower of Christ is we have a relationship with God and we have a relationship with people, His creation, that, that it is all together. The Bible tells us to love God and love people. These are the two main commandments. And when we hurt each other, us as children of God, He grieves for that pain. He grieves for these things. And he wants us to forgive each other. And this is why. 
Because when we don't forgive somebody, what we do is erode our soul. But we're part of a body of Christ. This is what the whole series is about, is us as a local church coming together to do what God has called us to do. You see, when we're not healthy, that we bring that unhealthiness into the body. And when one part of the body is not functioning well, the whole body suffers. It's why that each one of these things that we're talking about, conflict and blessings and, and, and forgiveness, that it's imperative that all of us learn to do this the way God has envisioned for us to live it out. That each and every one of us have had bad things happen to us. And the healthy ones around us have learned to be able to release those things and forgive. The truth is that the master in this story is God the Father. And we are the servant who owes millions. That each and every one of us are in debt spiritually. But instead of justice, God gave us mercy by sending His Jesus Christ to die for us, to pay the price of our debt. And it is now our responsibility not to go out from our forgiveness and grab others by the throat and demand justice. It is our responsibility to go out and be overflowed with the love and forgiveness that we have experienced and to show that to other people. Leonard Sweet uh, uh, showed me uh, or directed me toward uh, a bunch of us toward uh, a video on forgiveness that, that it's on YouTube. And it's definitely a different kind of thing. It's very contemplative. Um, it's a few minutes long. And uh, Trace isn't here, so it's not going to be all slick and everything. I just uh, asked the guys to pull up, pull up YouTube and just to play the video. This is just straight off the Internet. But this is what I'd like you to do as we uh, watch this video. I'd like you to just, just read the words. There's going to be just lots of different kind of words and ideas. Some of them go past pretty fast. But use this as a time to really search your soul. Is there somebody in your past that you need to forgive? Is there something that you just need to release so you can go forward? Just spend these next few minutes just to really be full of this, filled with this, and hopefully you can walk away freed from the burden that you've been carrying. Wow. <laughs> 